Or like he'd come knocking, he'd come knocking on my door, and I'd be like, "You want me to do what?" what? And he's like, "We're gonna go for a walk. I'm sleeping." It's like I'm not gonna do that though. I'm only eating 500 calories a day, Keith. I can barely <laughs> stay awake. <laughs> I'll burn that off playing volleyball. <laughs> I'm skin and bones, man. <laughs> Just let me sleep. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I'm good. I was going to say, <laughs> I have missed this so much. Even just having our episode to edit, like, over the past, I delayed, and it's been two weeks. But I'm just like, hmm, I love this. <laughs> good. Are you Are you excited about the topic for today? I am beyond excited because really? I did no research. So all really? of this is going to be news to me. Good. But and see, that's what's interesting. That, that makes it more interesting, I think. This is an Amy-centric, research-led episode. And I am here for it. Yes. Get ready. So um, I think I briefly mentioned it in the Stranger Things catch-up episode that we did. You did. So... Ugh. I actually went and researched it, so I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> um, so let's just, let's just get let's just get started. Yeah, let's let's dive right in. Today we're going to be talking about Nexium, the multi-level marketing company that is also known as Chloe's Sex Cult. Um, <laughs> I'm already so, floored by the fact that it had a business name. Oh yeah, it did. I'm terrible at transitions, but that's what we'll be talking about today. It involved Allison Mack from Smallville. That's why I keep calling it Chloe's sex cult, because she played Chloe Sullivan in Smallville. So, Allison Kristen Mack was born July 29th, 1982, which I was like, whoa, because her birthday was a couple days ago. Whoa. In Preetz, Germany. She is an American. She? Whoa. Yeah, she is an American. Her father was a traveling opera singer. What? Yeah. And her mom was just like a teacher. So I guess like they traveled when he had gigs. But um, whenever she was four years old, they moved to Long Beach, California. And like as do. far as I'm concerned, they stayed put because that's when she started acting when she was four. Whoa. I know, right? I was trying to, like, I obviously, I have some of her gigs written down, but I was trying to think of, like, 1986, like, do I remember seeing her in, like, Full House or something? But then, like, no, I don't. But she was in Seventh Heaven with Jessica Biel. She played uh, this a reoccurring role. I guess she was, like, a really troubled teen that was friends with Jessica and, like, it was... Checks out. They had to keep checking in on her. And then she was also in... Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, which is the sequel to Honey, We Shrunk the Kids. She was? With, yeah, with Mila Kunis. Whoa. Yeah, and they're both bubbas. 
But then, obviously, her biggest role was Chloe Sullivan in Smallville. Obviously. She was cast when she was 18. Um, yeah, Which I is- also just enjoyed because... They were like high schoolers playing high schoolers. I don't know. It's kind of nice. Yes, it is so funny that like Clark and Lana and Chloe are were actually teenagers when they got cast. Granted, they were four years older than they were playing, but they were still teenagers. But that's not that far off. No, <laughs> I actually have never looked up how old Erica Durance was when she came in, or Michael Rosenbaum for that matter. But anyway, so Chloe was eighteen. Mm-hmm. So Chloe, <laughs> Allison, excuse me. Yeah, you're right. Yes, let's not get confused. Um, Chloe Sullivan was the sassy, hardworking, incredibly empathetic best friend of Clark Kent. Um, she had just like a very basic sidekick supporting like story arc. Nothing really too exciting happens well, with Chloe. She was the uh, head editor of the Torch, their paper. She right. was the well, one I who always that. Okay. She was the one. Well, who- not yet in my notes. Oh, I mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm jumping the gun. Okay, continue. No, you're good. I just didn't get there yet. Um <laughs> no, she I said she worked on the school paper, but you even mentioned what the school's paper's name was, so that's what I'm anyway. here for. Yes. And obviously, she can't be the best friend of hunky Clark Kent without having an unrequited love. Obviously. So that was also one of her her big things. She would tell her fans, because I guess she had, like, a YouTube vlog during the show, and she would, like, talk about making Smallville and, like, whatever. Because I guess, like, they they filmed in Vancouver, and they were, like, posted up on set for, like, most of the year. Mm -hmm. And so she got pretty lonely, and so she would do YouTube vlogs. What? Oh, my God. Tom and Erica are only a year apart. Did you think she was, like, a lot older? Well, like, like a like a few. She just always seemed older. I mean, Lois is supposed to be a little she's older. Supposed but... to be older, yeah. Okay, sorry, slide detour. Anyway, no, you're good. Yeah, so she was supposed to have in Vancouver for most of the year, and so um, she would get pretty lonely. And I guess like doing a vlog was something she, you know, found yeah. joy in. And then like um, in her vlog, she said that they had something they called the Chloe box, or what it was called the Allison. It was like no, everything was only referred to as Chloe. <laughs> yeah, they didn't oh my God. use her real name. <sighs> Jesus. So forgive it was us called- for how often we will only refer to her as Chloe. Yeah, please forgive us. Um, they, I want to say it was called like the Allison box because okay. it was an apple box uh, that she had to stand on so that she was closer to Clark's height. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this so much. So he is a very daunting human. Yeah, well, she's 5'5". Five five. Yeah. yeah, she's like 5'4", five 5'5", five five, and he is 6'3", six 6'4". Six so she was almost a foot taller than her, and I guess they <laughs> didn't like the way it looked. So she had to stand on uh, the Allison box. That's um, amazing. Yeah. Her performance as Chloe Sullivan won her two nominations for Best Supporting Actress on Television and two Teen Choice Awards for Best Sidekick. Because honestly, she delivered. She's a really strong female character, especially for like the early 2000s. Yes. And she always got the campiest dialogue, the campiest, and she made it work. She really did. Wow, Erica Durance and I are the same height. She seems so much taller than me. Maybe she was on 
an Erica yes. box. <laughs> so she, during the, the filming of Smallville, she acquired a net worth of $7 million. I, Holy cannolis, right? Wow. <laughs> so when you are posted up in Vancouver for... A little bit against your will, like if you're a Californian and you have to spend most of your time in a tiny town in fucking Canada, <laughs> like I'd feel like you'd probably be like, wow, I, <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for. So she was kind of getting tired of her TV career and she I think she wanted to she had this great aspiration to be a great actress. And I am under the impression she didn't think she could get there on Smallville. And she was potentially just tired of being on Vancouver all the time. Weird. So, Allison Mack was introduced to Nexium, which at the time was just a self-help group, by Kristen Kruick. No! Who she played- was introduced to it by Lana? Yeah. Kristen Kruick played Lana um, Lang, yes. right? Lana Lang. Lana Lang. Clark's like... All time love God. on Smallville. Shoot me in the face. And there is, if you watch Smallville or if you have like any, like, what am I trying to say? Is Lonnie even in the comics? She, no, right? She is. She, she is, is. She is canon as Clark's high school crush. Okay. Well, but that's if you all watch- she is in the comics. And Smallville just ran it into the ground. She, yeah, she really stayed around. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so she's kind of annoying, honestly. After, <laughs> like, after high school, she just gets annoying because I think they were like, well, everyone really wants to keep seeing her, so we have to keep finding ways to have Lana in the show, but, like, it didn't make sense, and she starts to just be the problem yes. of the whole show. So it's hilarious that she um, was the one that introduced her to this group. I was also floored because I have heard the other way around. I have heard really? that, yeah. But oh. so, but so that's just I misinformation, you know. Like that's just me being like, oh, it was Chloe all along. Yeah. Well, I mean, the documentary I watched said the other way around. No, I believe you. Okay. <laughs> Why would um, I believe? Why would I believe Kristen Kirk? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she decided to attend this like two day seminar. Um, for Nexium in one of their headquarters in Vancouver. Um, because of her status, news of her attendance got all the way back to Nexium's leader, Keith Ranieri. Keith Ranieri had all of his most prominent, successful members of Nexium fly their private jet to Vancouver and never leave Allison's side. <clears throat> This technique that we call Bidening is referred to as love bombing, showering someone with affection to essentially make them loyal to you so you can manipulate them. Yep. And wow. Then, yeah. So let's let's talk about Keith Ranieri, shall we? Let's. Keith Allen Ranieri was born August 26, 1960 in Brooklyn, New York. To James Ranieri, an advertising executive, and Vera Oshipko, a ballroom dance instructor. Hmm. Yes. She sounds fancy. 
His mother was known to be an alcoholic, and when oh. Keith was five, his parents got divorced. Um, and I guess, like, James was very insulting to his mother, like, obviously, probably judgmental of her habits, being an alcoholic. And he was an advertising executive, so, I mean, they already kind of seem like assholes. Yes. In my opinion. So, yeah. Um, Keith... I'm sorry, James said this about Keith's childhood. What we did is we told Keith about how gifted he was and how special he was. And suddenly overnight, he turned into Jesus Christ. And it was like he was superior and better than everybody. Like he was a deity. Yeah. Wild. How Weird. that <laughs> happened. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like you you tell a kid that he's the only only like good person on earth and he gets a big head or something like I, mm, that doesn't check out. It was clearly, no. clearly That's an individual thing. problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keith credits his work at Nexium to a book he read at age 12. Isaac Asimov's mind control themed book called Second Foundation. Okay, so I went and I looked up this book and I can't, I can't even tell you what the fuck this book was about. It's like the mule and the like council and like all this shit. And I was like, no, no, it was, it was like two 1980s sci-fi lingo that like I, my brain crashed. Well, I was like, this kid was reading Asimov at age 12. He, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was obviously Go in a really good place. <laughs> <laughs> Destined uh, for success. This yes. Keith claimed he had an IQ of 240, Fuck. and he was so intelligent that the government saw him as a threat. He claimed this about himself? He, he, uh-huh. He mm, claimed this. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. But in actuality, he only attended <laughs> four years at a like a private university and he graduated with a gpa of 2.2 hmm curious yes but his followers believed him they thought that he could heal all the world's problems they literally thought that he could control the weather they thought that he could cure tourettes because he claimed he could and he asked all of his followers to call him vanguard and then he got him right <laughs> Do you know what that is? No. Vanguard? Okay, it's apparently an arcade game. And in the game, the Vanguard would increase in power after the destruction of his enemies. So, so that clearly sounds something you want to strap your name to. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, he sounds, sounds good. <laughs> he sounds great. Let's hang out. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I feel safe with that definition. <laughs> right. Hi, Doobie. Keith claimed that he was a doctor, a philosopher. He claimed he had two graduate degrees and that <laughs> Nexium courses were better than getting an MBA. But how could he know that? Because as I just said, <laughs> he only took four years at an institute. He was apparently on academic probation the whole time because he was just failing all of his classes. Amazing. And then he graduated, you know, just above failing. So, obviously, no. No, you were not, sir. So, Nexium 
claimed that they were an untraditional company whose goal was to build a better world. They offered courses that would give their members the keys to higher consciousness. After college, Keith started working at Amway, a multi-level marketing company. And a multi-level marketing company is, that's like Mary Kay. I have heard of Amway. You have? Yes. I have not. But it's honestly kind of similar to Amway. It seems like they, or to Amway, to Mary Kay, it seems like they sold like lifestyle products and they were just trying to claim that you could get every product that you need from this company. Of course. But um, that company was shut down because they found out it was a pyramid scheme. <laughs> um, but Keith, get ready to be shocked, was very good at this company. So whenever he left, he started working at this just vitamin shop with his girlfriend at the time. Her name was Tony Natalie. And he kept telling Tony, like, I just have these big ideas and, like, I would love to have my own company, like, Amway and, like, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Tony Natalie was a reasonable woman. She run a she ran a vitamin shop. She was like, maybe you can just, like, own a business or something. And he was like, no. <laughs> so then she was, like, getting a little worried about him. And she met this woman named Nancy Salzman. Nancy was a registered nurse. And she was practicing to be, like, a hypnotist. And so she was like... I can help you. And then Tony was like, actually, I'm more worried about my boyfriend. (laughs) He just has these really ambitious ideas and he's kind of up at all hours of the night. His sleep schedule is really erratic and I'm just very concerned about him. He has narcissism. Yeah. So Nancy of grandeur. Nancy replied, quote, Oh, that's easy. I can help you. He's a sociopath. Ha! Unquote. So Tony's like, yikes. All right. And then like tells Keith that they're going to go meet Nancy. So Keith and Nancy meet. And four days later, Nancy goes back to Tony and says, quote, you don't know who he is. Unquote. With eyes glazed over. And then Nancy and Keith, one year later, started Nexium. Um, so Nexium claimed to be an untraditional company whose goal was to build a better world. They would offer courses to their members that would give them the keys to higher consciousness. How does anybody hear that and not be like cult, 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 red right. flag? Higher woo, consciousness. Woo, like, yeah, like, they're gonna tell me to leave my shoes in my bed, and I'm gonna get abducted by aliens. They're one step away from that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, if you, a simple, let's see, what year was it? Like 1998. So the internet exists. I feel like a simple search of Nancy Salzman, and you would learn that she was only a, a nurse for one year, and then she quit to dedicate herself full time to the study of neurolinguistic programming which is a pseudoscientific approach to communication, personal development, and psychotherapy. But um, psychologists say that this technique is nothing more than a pseudoscience and a tool used for manipulation. Awesome. So, I mean, people were like, hey, no. 
don't do that. But apparently that kind of neurolinguistic programming that's used by like self-help people and motivational speakers like Tony Robbins, Mm -hmm. they use that stuff. So it's like not everyone who is using that is a terrible person. Because it, know? yeah, because when used correctly, it can be a useful motivational tool. Or exactly. Yeah. Because it's a way of changing your frame of thought. Right. So when doing that for good for your own self betterment, it's great. It's great. Um, that's not necessarily what they wanted, but I they had wanted a feeling, you to think. Probably not. Yeah. That that's what they wanted. Um, so. Nancy and Keith created executive success programs that cost their members $10,000. And it was normal for each one of these courses um, to last 13 hours a day. So they would spend 13 hours a day at Nexium at these executive success programs. And that was just normal. New recruits were told to get uncomfortable and get out of your comfort zone. They had to fill out at the end of every like daily session. They had to fill out a personal emotions inventory, which would ask them questions like, what is your biggest regret in life? What is your most personal relationship? <laughs> and like, how do these things make you feel? So this was to, you know, make them vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like act like you're actually interested in how they are feeling but actually what you're doing is like making them just tell you your deep their deepest fears. Yeah, they're loading their arsenal of psychological right. warfare. Pretty much, exactly. So in 2006, um, that is when Allison went to the weekend-long seminar in Vancouver. So that's like season six of Smallville. Yeah. Um, so she goes to this meeting and Nancy offered to fly her on their personal jet, the jet they just took out to basically stalk her the whole, like, seminar. They offered um, to fly her to go see the Vanguard, like, that night. What did Um, she do there that they were so blown away with her by? um, I think, honestly, what it must have been is they saw that um, she was vulnerable mm-hmm. and a little lonely, and she was very famous. God, that fucking sucks. Yeah, so she said yes. Um, this kind of invitation, by the way, if you just joined Nexium, you were not offered to meet the Vanguard until you completed a 16-day intensive that cost $7,500. Oh, this is, no, oh, this poor thing. Yeah, so they were just like, why don't you come now? Okay. So she said you. yes. Well, that didn't go off, and she said yes. <laughs> and so then I was also wondering: Was Kristen Crook there? And she just goes, "Keep bye. Have fun. Have oh fun. my god, you're so lucky. <laughs> yeah. Bye, strangers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? Be be. Um, keep my friends safe. Bye. <laughs> like as they flew to, I think he was back in New York. Okay. Never leave your friends. Never leave your friends. If you go somewhere with someone, you leave there with them. I don't care. Right. I don't care. Yeah. So then she got to New York right after Keith was finishing one of his late night volleyball games with oh. other Nexium members, which was something he apparently did 
a lot. They would play volleyball from midnight to 7 a.m. Why? Um, and <laughs> and if they were if he wasn't doing that, then he would just go around. They lived in like a, a subdivision together, him and all the Nexium members. Well, of they lived in like um this like neighborhood in New York. It was like I'll be honest with you. This is where I fail as a researcher because that's something I wouldn't think was important. <laughs> so I didn't <laughs> write down the name of the neighborhood. Um, but it was like a subdivision. So that's he okay. was able to like get to his members really easily. Everyone's very accessible. Hello, compound. Yep. So if he wasn't playing a volleyball game with you all fucking night, he would go around and wake you up for late night walks and you would walk all night until the sun came up and you would only talk about what Keith wanted to talk about. But these things, yes. um, But these walks and these volleyball games were an honor. Like if a member was invited, like they were like, holy shit, I did it. It makes me like so sad because I, these yeah. people like are so brainwashed and they think they're lucky like that's a chosen event are you joking i know that's why like that's why i had to keep taking breaks because i was like oh my god like i would just learn something and then i would need to pause so this obviously the volleyball games and the walks it was just to sleep deprive yeah everybody because it that like lessens your critical thinking sure does um but the members just thought he it must be because he has such a high IQ, you know, that he doesn't sleep normally. Yep. Like he, you know, his brain just keeps him up and like whatever. Um, but in actuality, Keith had an inner circle of women who clothed him and fed him and ran all of his errands so that he could sleep during the day. Of course. So they, <laughs> he he was getting to rest. And all the members were probably, like, working their normal jobs and then, like, being kept up all night by this person. So that's wonderful. The amount of, like, cult leaders who use that tactic of sleep deprivation is... It makes me so uneasy because, like... I know. It's the most simple thing that makes you not think normally. Right. And that's just... It's probably also because I have sleep problems anyway that it like right. feels especially well. It's predatory. also because I feel like especially like in work culture, it's like normal to not get a normal night's sleep. You right? Know? Like sometimes sleep it gets on put on the back burner. So someone who's supposed to have your best interest at heart would not be telling you to stay up all night and play volleyball with me or like just go no. on a random walk with me. Like no, like they're not going to try and keep you up all night. They're going to want you to sleep if they're supposed to be making you better yep um so this inner circle of women even though they would cook all of his meals he forced them to stick to a 500 calorie a day diet i'm sorry that's like a sandwich like yeah yeah that's that's a sandwich sandwich. (laughs) Like, not even. Like, maybe if it was, like, a good sandwich, you'd have to cut that bitch in half, and then the other half would be for tomorrow. Yeah, no. That's, like, a hefty PBJ is, like, 350 (laughs) calories. So, anything above a PBJ, and you're over. Uh Uh-huh. 
go puke or something. Like, <laughs> you, God. Yeah. So. Another thing that fucks with your cognition. Not, not eating, eating enough. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's where I, I mean, it's so easy to be like, guys, you know, what's going on? (laughs) But like, I would be the bitch that'd be like, hey, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like really loud feeling good. (laughs) And I would be like excommunicated. They'd steal my identity or something like. Oh, same. I have been done in like three days. Yeah. Like I need 500 calories before 9 a.m. Or like he'd come knocking, he'd come knocking on my door, and I'd be like, "You want me to do what?" what? And he's like, "We're gonna go for a walk." I'm sleeping. It's like I'm not gonna do that though. I'm only eating 500 calories a day, Keith. I can barely <laughs> stay awake. <laughs> I'll burn that off playing volleyball. <laughs> I'm skinning bones, man. <laughs> Just let me sleep. I'd be like, pick what you want, Keith. Do you want me alive or do you want to play volleyball? (laughs) Oh, goodness. I mean, they were spending $10,000 on each course, so they were fucking broke. Anyway, they basically owed him everything. Another thing. Taking all of their money. Good Lord. Yeah, so they can go buy snacks in their spare time. (laughs) So, yeah, Allison meets up with Keith, and she told him about her desire to be a better actress because art is what brought her joy. Yeah. And Keith replied, quote, You know, you can practice generating an extreme feeling of joy over anything, unquote. And, quote, what if artistic endeavors were just bogus, unquote? And, quote, what if art was just an excuse for those who couldn't do, unquote? <laughs> this is my biggest desire and the only thing that makes me happy. Yeah, what if that's just horseshit? What if? And you're just a pussy. <laughs> what if I told you your life is a lie and that's mm-hmm. a joke? And I don't respect you. <laughs> How do you so, feel about that? Yeah. What what's what feel, what does that make you feel? So Keith just basically told Allison that her most extreme feeling should be independent of art. And if she thinks she needs art to bring her joy, then that in itself is a self condemnation. Oh my god. Duh. And so in the documentary that I was watching, which by the way, I will go ahead and cite it. It is called The Rise and Fall of Allison Mack. It's oh. on YouTube, and Whoa. it's by this woman called Not the Good Girl, and it looks like she does documentaries of, like, famous women who have had a rise and fall. I have to watch it now. Yeah, it was an hour long, It packed full of information. I got almost everything from this documentary, and I was like, good, yeah, I'm good. I feel like I got it all. <laughs> Thanks, girl. So, yeah, very interesting. And in the documentary... It shows a recording of this conver- their very first conversation, and this jackass is in his like volleyball shit, and you can tell they're like on a little volleyball court, and um, she starts to cry after yeah. he says that, and um, he was just like, "Why, like, why are you crying?" Basically, and she was just like, "I guess because that's something maybe I've always wondered, but never wanted to be true." 
as as is true with every single artist. There's right. constantly the voice in the back of our minds that's like, are we a joke? Does anyone actually care? Is this fair that we get to do this? Right. And so, she was like, and and also, like I was saying, um, she was feeling pretty lonely and vulnerable anyway. So I'm sure she was also like, yeah, you know, oh, okay. So when she won a Teen Choice Award, remember how I said she won mm-hmm. one, like two of them? So she showed a recording of after she won one of them, they had to go to Vancouver and they like recorded her reaction because I guess she watched the awards from the set. Right. And she was like, you know, I spend most of my year here on this set, very secluded. All I really see are my co-stars. So it's nice to see fans get really excited about the show and like to hear their applause and just like know that what we're doing here is reaching an audience and people really like it. And it that's just good. It bring that is kind of what I needed. So it's like this poor fucking girl. Like she just wanted, she just wanted to make beautiful things and she just kind of felt trapped and like she lost what made her special. Um, so <sighs> Allison was pretty hooked after her private meeting with Keith. And she um, apparently just kind of dove head first into Nexium. So Nexium is a pyramid scheme. Hi. That's what it is. <laughs> um, so there's hi. an actual like, <laughs> hi, there's an actual like pyramid, how it works. So the Vanguard is at the top. Then at the bottom is students. And then it goes coaches, proctors, senior proctor mm. counselor senior counselor and then prefect and then the next step would be the vanguard himself so i would imagine next step down from vanguards that was probably his inner circle and then um you were starting out as a student those were the bitches that were spending ten thousand fucking dollars on the courses and like dumping all their time on it and they didn't see any return, any uh, return on investment until they were a senior proctor, which is four steps up from the bottom. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm sorry. If I'm shoveling out $10,000 ever in my life, I need to see a return on investment and I need to see it before then. Yeah. So by the time you would get to senior proctor, you would spend like maybe $5 million. Roughly, that was the estimate. Um, Mm -mm. yeah, because to rise to my ass, yeah, eat my shit, (laughs) dude. (laughs) Um, to rise through the ranks, all they asked is that you buy all the courses, you recruit new people, and you let go of all your disintegrations, which was Nexium speak for mental, emotional, and behavioral suffering oh great i love that terminology so one of the like one of the philosophies at nexium was that you were responsible for all lives problems and people who want to complain about their problems were quote at cause unquote which is the belief that one is responsible for everything in their lives all successes all failures all feelings all reactions and he taught that a person cannot blame anyone or anything for their suffering. So 
That's called victim blaming. It sure is. That is... Also, it's just... If someone slammed my hand in the door, that is their fault. My pain is because they slammed my hand in the door. Yeah, if someone runs up and punches me in the (laughs) face, I'm going to be like, hey, bro. What the hell? Yeah, but then Keith would be like, you had that coming. Something you were doing made that thing happen. Or worse, like, you only feel that pain because you're allowing yourself to feel the pain. Exactly, yeah. Like, you're you're not looking at this like a challenge. You're looking at it like suffering. It's like, no, no mm, bitch, mm-hmm. I got punched in the face. Like, <laughs> It'd probably kill me on my 500-calorie diet. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just break all the bones in your face. <laughs> um, so, Allison, because she was famous... She was able to quickly rise to the ranks, spend all her money on these courses. But like I said, there was no return on investment until you dumped at least like $5 million into this. So she obviously got to this point. And remember when I said her net worth was only $7 million? So there's that. In 2010, that's when she left Smallville. Yes. That was um, 2010, so she had been with Nexium at this point for four years. Mm. So um, she, I believe, and her reasoning was just to explore other opportunities, but she would still return to make sure Chloe's legacy was, like... Of course. You know, right. Like, she didn't want to just, like leave chloe hanging you know Mm -hmm. people had watched this character for years she wanted to end it right yeah and she got so lucky that they wrote her in with oliver yeah have you finished smallville (laughs) not in a while so that's why i was like i was like what yeah um but like any multi-level marketing company um you get to at some point create your own branch Mm. of the company oh dear god so her kind of job was to recruit other actors because you know what's really really great for a cult actors Mm -hmm. because what are they vulnerable and what are they fucking rich and what can they do get other fucking rich people who are vulnerable to join and, like, there's just an endless source of income and there's an endless source of, like, you know, celebrity, basically. Scientology. And, yeah, so. So, Chloe's tier. So, Chloe's tier. So, yeah. Um, Allison's she- box. <laughs> yeah! I hope that's what she called it. Sorry. You ever just find something weird on, like, your body and you're like, the fuck? And, like, it, it takes you so off guard that you stop yeah. doing all other things. Yeah, it just happened. Anyway. I'm sweating out all my coffee. Can you hear how deeply I'm breathing? No, not at all. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, her job was basically to recruit... Um, other women into Nexium 
Um, and she would disguise it as like they were joining this like female empowerment group, which I actually think was kind of like, I mean, honestly, that was smart because I mean, if you know who Chloe Sullivan was, like Chloe Sullivan was like definition of like strong female empowerment. Yes. So it's like you would see that face and be like, oh, I trust that bitch. Yep. That must be real. And um, they showed tweets of her like tweeting fucking Kelly Clarkson fucking um emma watson just like trying to get like in the 2010s like trying to get these women um and she was she would phrase it like um hi like let's um i heard that you like this like let's meet up in chat and like blah blah blah. i think you're a really strong woman let's meet up in chat and like blah blah blah. and um like some women would like fall for it and they would go chat and if women decided to join what they were actually joining was this like secret society called DOS, which is an abbreviation for a Latin phrase that I'm not going to attempt to say, Got it. but the Latin phrase means Lord master of the obedient female companions. So it wasn't a female empowerment group. They were basically joining this sex cult with Keith and uh, like Allison was just the recruiter essentially for it um and and she, she was, was aware yeah she was aware that that's what she was doing but she had spent so long at this at this company I mean, yeah. being like fucking emotionally manipulated starved um and like sleep deprived that like she believed that she was getting better and that she was being helped. And she continued some of her vlogs during this time. And you can see her, like, talking about how she feels better. And, like, she never knew that she could have, like, an interaction with someone and be totally comfortable the whole time. And, like, there was no reason to be nervous. And, like, all this shit. And it was just, like, she was being fucking brainwashed. I mean, her presence in Smallville does change. Like, the way she carries herself is significantly different in, like, season eight compared to season four. Well, and you can even see how she loses weight. Oh, yep. I was I was like, going to mention that earlier. Yeah. Which I was kind of like, oh, well, there, that explains that. Because, you know, like, when you watch a show and someone suddenly changes bodies, you're like, oh, wow, I wonder what they're doing, yep. you know? Especially, like, between um, a season. You're like, yeah. what? Hi, are you okay? Uh, she wasn't. um she wasn't (laughs) so yeah dos what they were essentially doing was recreating keith's inner circle but with all of these like very high influential women and when they were yeah when they were joining um they had to offer up what they called collateral which was credit card information, yeah. social security numbers, stuff like that. And they told them this was for security because it was just very important that no one found out about their secret sorority. Um, it was blackmail. So if they, you know, got upset and were done or hungry or tired, then they could steal all their money, steal their identity, um, expose them for something. Like, you know, they needed something against you. This is fucking ridiculous. Also, apologies to the listeners in advance if you can hear Dayton's music at all, because we're apparently hosting a barbecue and it has started outside the bedroom. Oh, wonderful. 
just wanted to make an announcement for later. Woo woo party. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, blackmail. Awesome. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I'm nervous. Why? I don't know. Don't be nervous. Um, You're doing so good. Okay, cool. Um, so one thing that Allison would tell these women is that they had to completely devote themselves to Keith and to the group and that they were to call her master. And then she started requesting that her slaves call her, like, text her every morning to say, like, good morning, master, and then text her every night to say good night, master, shit like that. Like, she was kind of intense. And then she, they had to confirm all their life decisions with her first. And then if she said no, they couldn't fucking do it. So. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. So then in 2017, um, Allison got the idea to brand her slaves. What the fuck? I, because I guess Keith had done this with some of his male groups earlier on in Nexium or whatever. And so she took this idea and she took it to her little DOS group and she was like, okay, we're going to brand. And what this it is was. This when it gets really hard to empathize. I know, right? You know, when they start branding people. Yeah. So what she, what the, what she told the slaves was you are going to get a tattoo that is um, one of the elements, like a sign of one of the elements, like fire, air, earth, or whatever, um, on your hip. And this will be your sign that you are devote. You're devoted to the to DOS or whatever. Um, but what the tattoos actually were, one, they were not given by a professional tattoo artist they were given by one of the members who had been practicing on oranges in allison's bathroom what yeah so um yikes couldn't splurge for a fucking tattoo artist no she didn't have any fucking money like she had been giving it all away and also i mean like Mm -mm. they couldn't get outside people in the group it was like such a high level secret situation um yeah so i mean that's what i would imagine is that she didn't actually have any money um like they showed this email of like one time she emailed keith asking for her money because she wasn't getting any money but she was supposed to be getting a cut for all the recruiting that she was doing and um she wasn't getting a cut so she had no fucking money so she's just Um, living on them smallville royalties pretty much so then um after the brandings, um, one of the people looked at it a little bit closer, and it is in, they're not the element signs. It is Keith Ranieri's initials, a symbol in a way that looks like maybe it's not initials. And some of them either got this initial that looks like KR, and some of them got this where you look at it from a different angle, and it's AM. So it's their initials. They were putting their initials on these people. And so um, one of them left the group after this. After she realized that, she left. Good. And then she did a tell-all um, with the New York Times. And she showed her brand. And she exposed Nexium to the New York Times. And so then everyone's starting to be like, okay, guess we got to open a case about this situation going on. And it got really popular, obviously, because of Allison. 
And um, Keith called his inner circle of women to um, Mexico during this time because they were all fucking bugging out and like wondering what was going to happen to them. And so he was like, come to Mexico. We're going to have a recommitment ceremony. Nope. Get out of here. Uh, right i know my god and so they were going to the mission was they were going to have a group adult act so an orgy um and it would be a recommitment ceremony but one of the ladies posted a picture um of her like climbing this thing outside the house and being like that moment when you realize you're not afraid of heights some like brainwash bullshit Mm -hmm. and the feds geo-tracked the picture yes and showed up at the house to arrest them and they found keith hiding in a closet what a fucking coward yeah for real and it's always some shit like that yeah, too. of course um he realized they're always that- cowardly babies yeah they're like no i just wanted to get away with it yeah manson wouldn't even go in the fucking houses so then all the women like watched Keith be arrested. There's like a video, like a Snapchat video situation looking um, of him being pulled away in like a Mexican cop car. Um, so then they arrested Allison from her broken apartment and they found like the um, the tool used to give the women tattoos. They found her collateral for her like slaves and um, then was Nancy Salzman. Remember I talked about her? She was one of the co-founders. Um, they arrested her at her house and they found just hundreds and thousands of dollars in cash hidden in her house. Um, so they they went to court. Allison went to court in 2019 and she decided to plead guilty to racketeering and racketeering conspiracy charges and admitted to extortion and forced labor. But that's some things say that she was arrested for um, sex trafficking. Mm. And then she got like lawyers and like basically it's like they like redid her case and then she pleaded guilty to racketeering. racketeering. Mm -hmm. And she was able to get a shortened sentence because she um, helped the feds Ah, build a case against Keith. Yeah. Mm. So um, COVID happened and all of their trials were kind of delayed. So she was sentenced officially in like September. It was like September third, twenty twenty one. She started her sentence. Um, so she she's in been, jail right now. She's in jail right now, but she hasn't Bro. even been in jail for a year. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Keith Ranieri's trial began on May seventh, twenty nineteen, and it ended June nineteenth, twenty nineteen. The jury deliberated for five hours. Great. He was sentenced to 120 um, years in prison. So, I mean, life. Good. That's multiple Um, life sentences. Yeah. Um, Good. I'm so glad. I was afraid you were going to say he got off on some bullshit. No. Um No, he he got 120 years. And I'm pretty sure he, because they were able to close the case on 20 in 2019 i bet he started during covid i bet he was in jail during covid Mm -hmm. because i I didn't find anything else after that but then i found that she 
she, her sentence, like, she it was pushed back. And then she got three years in prison. And then after that, she has three years of parole, a thousand hours of community service, and she owes $20,000. So I bet, you know, in three years, if not when she went in, she's not going to have any money. No. And so a $20,000 fine, is, if you're starting at, like, let's say my level, that's going to be a lot. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> and who's going to hire her? That makes so much more sense as to why, like, she's not at the Smallville cons and stuff. Like, I just literally right. was like, oh, wow, she really wants nothing to do with Smallville now. But no, it's because she's been on trial and now in jail. Yeah. Bro. Um, and... And um, they mentioned in the documentary how uh, Michael Rosenbaum on his podcast talked about that one time that she came over to his house. And like, you told me about that. I told you about that? Wow. Yeah, you said you were listening to Michael Rosenbaum's (laughs) podcast and he mentioned how that one time when Alice and Matt came over, she was just a zombie. And he thought that they were just meeting up for a quick little hang because they were fucking friends. But she brought a posse of people. And they just escorted themselves into his kitchen and just opened up all his cabinets and his fridge. And they just started fucking cooking a meal in his kitchen. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And um, she was like, we're hungry. And what then they the- like, why do I not remember this? I because re- you. Yeah, I don't know, because I definitely when they were talking about it, I remember being like, no, I knew this already because I've actually I've never listened to his podcast. I've only listened to his episode of Armchair, and I don't know that he would have been talking about that on Armchair. Then who told me about it? It is terrible that I haven't listened to his podcast. I need to. How can I call myself a Michael Rosenbaum fan when I haven't listened to his podcast? But that is news to me. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I should have like made more light of that i just honestly i thought you were the one that told me about it so i was like i don't need to talk about that too much but was it dayton no maybe 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 it's just possible um but yeah so i guess that is the alice and max sex cult yeah chloe sex cult chloe sex cult new band name i call it it's great honestly it's a great band name (laughs) It's a great band name. I'm, I'm going to... It's going to be the name of this episode. Uh, excellent. I mean, it'd be a missed opportunity. So, if you watch Smallville from a young age, I'm so sorry, but this is what happened to Chloe. This is what happened to Chloe. Next time you watch Smallville, tell, tell me, tell us if it affects your uh, perspective. Or if you can see when it happens. Because I could. Yeah, I remember well, when I mean, Amy first told me about this forever ago. I was like, "You can tell." Granted, I've right. watched a lot of Smallville, but you can tell. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna probably go back and try and find where I think the exact moment was. I should too, and we can. Uh, we can cross reference. <laughs> awesome! Wow. Hey, you kicked butt. Thanks. Way to go. Yeah, it's hard, honestly, for me to dedicate time to research of any kind. So, yeah, I got to pat myself on the back. Yeah, because you watched a documentary. You wrote down all of those notes. I saw your journal. Yeah, I did. I had a journal. Yeah. So You should take take a picture of your notes and send them to me so I can put them on the Instagram like I did for my Aliens episodes. Okay. 
If you're cool with that. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. just you'll see how, like, not organized my notes are. I mean, but my, it's okay. My notes were pretty just bullet points. It's just fun. Mine's like, mine's like a stream of consciousness. <laughs> I love it. Oh, wow. Well, have wow. fun at your party. Mm, thanks. It should be fun. Like, Cricket's coming. Katie's coming. It's just the fact that it was so last minute, and now it's mm-hmm. and now it's occurring. That's why I FaceTimed Mom earlier. Yeah. Because I was like... <sighs> but what are you going to do for the rest of the night? Nothing. Amazing. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> going to make dinner? Probably. It's a good call. Thank you. I'm not on a 500 <laughs> calorie a day diet. That's <laughs> what I was about to say. As we learned, 500 calories is not enough. No, I probably... Coffee is probably 500 calories of my day, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least. I At least, yeah. Like, I'm not going to change that. <laughs> no. Wow. Wow. Well, I uh-huh. loved that. Awesome. Now we have to decide what to do for the next episode. Yeah. So, with that said, here's the spiel, same as always. You can find all of our handles at linktree slash n-a-n-d-n-p-o-d which is n and n-pod which is what we call our podcast full name nelson's and nonsense if you want those links spelled out for you right now you can find us on instagram at n-n-n-pod on twitter at n-n-n-pod you can send us an email at um skeleton twins productions right at gmail.com so close Skeletons, all the oh, words. Skeletons. <laughs> I don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Skeletons Productions at gmail.com. Nailed it. And if you really love us deeply and truly, you can support our show at patreon.com slash n and n pod. And we're going to keep saying it. Even if yeah. no one supports us till the end of the show, I'm throwing it out there every time. I mean, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So <laughs> if someone wants to bite one of these days, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Do you feel good? I feel sweaty. Mm. <laughs> the coffee. But good. Good. I'm glad. You should. You should feel good. Thank you. Okay. Till next time. Until next time. Bye. I love you. Love you.